Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. I'm Fergus and I'm joined by some old faces, some new faces and some slightly more familiar faces uh, tonight. Uh, we hopefully will have uh, some people joining us from Portugal as well, depending on their connection. Uh, so it's going to be quite a, a bit of a rotation of people on here. We're not on Facebook Live tonight. Uh, we're only on YouTube because um, a big TV corporation and a big multimedia social media platform has basically blocked us. Um, so we're off Facebook until Thursday. But hey, it will come back. I'll, I'll get out of Facebook jail. Um, it's still cold up north. Uh, Scotty's got his hat on. Uh, Scotty, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, all right, mate. Not too bad at all. Thanks for the hat. Thank you again. Yeah, it's okay. You keep on wearing the hats. We it's keep a boring on joke. It is boring, and it sounds really great on the audio thing when you start like tapping your hat and stuff like that. But it's it's, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Potsy, um, you joined us at the very last minute. Um, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, what's happening, Fergus? All good, man. Not too bad at all, mate. Thanks for having me on again. No worries, no worries. And uh, your mate, Lee. Lee, how are we doing? <laughs> All right, Fergus, thank you very much. Not too bad. We're going to have to keep a lid on you today, I think, are we? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, very, I'm going to be very positive tonight. <laughs> okay, okay, that's, that's nice. And we have, um, we we're meant to have Kevin on, Kevin Campbell, but he's got stuff to do up with Radcliffe. Um, which you said was the team up uh, up in Manchester sort of way that he d- does. But we've got um, Jerome on instead. Jerome is a newbie. Um, how are you doing, Jerome? I'm good, thank you, Fergus. Evening. Thanks for having me. Good. You better be good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get Kevin Campbell on, you get Jerome Focus on that. That's exactly. the way it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> you haven't got big boots to fill exactly. or anything like that. <laughs> No pressure. Have you got anything None to help you along the way there, uh, Jerome? Uh, just a little bit of rum. Just a little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Listen, our agenda for today is we are going to look at the Shaka statement. There's, we have For the week that we've been off, uh, for, for in the last week, it just seems like there's been so much happening every day. We obviously had the Liverpool game uh, in the... Um, in the, the the League Cup or Caribou Cup or whatever it's called, um, a Carabao Cup. Um, we will touch on that slightly, um, but it's been done to death, as Potsy said to me on a message, it's been done to death. But we will touch on it. Um, we're going to look at the Shaka statement. We're going to look at the Wolves game. Um, uh, we're going to look at Ozil's performance, and that's where we link in um, the Wolves and Liverpool games together. Um Hopefully, we'll get Trevor in from um, uh, Portugal. He's at the Vitoria game, but he's struggling to get online. And then we're going to talk about um, one of Lee's favourite subjects, uh, Unai Emery. <laughs> so, so <laughs> let's get let's get started. Um, we had a statement from um, Granite Shaka. Let me just see if I can get it up here on the screen so we can all see it. Uh, give me a second. So Granishaka uh, published this statement uh, on, uh, on his own Instagram feed. Um, he, he published on his own Instagram feed. Can we see that? I thought it come from the Arsenal feed. 
No, this this is from the Arsenal, but originally it was put on um, it was put on his own Instagram feed first and foremost. No. Uh, let's see if we can come back. That's that's not working. I think we've got too many people. My wife's on Netflix downstairs, so she's killing my bandwidth. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so so Granit Xhaka put a statement up in German um, on his okay. own uh, Instagram uh, Instagram page. And then later, Arsenal picked it up and put it onto their Twitter feed, and also basically took the translation that this that 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 was on there um, onto um, on, on, into the program and the captain's notes and so on. What did we make of it, um, Potsy? Go ahead. I was going to to jump in then and say, uh, "Go on, Potsy." Go on, Scanny. Scanny, please. Uh, do I was going to say, if it's put it, I didn't see it on Instagram. Uh, I only saw the one from Arsenal itself. Uh, but if he's firstly put it on Instagram, that's half-assed in it, really. If he's doing it in German, he plays for an English club. Really? That? Oh, mm. oh, I nearly swore. Then did you think? Did you think, though, Scanny, that it was actually an apology? Because I didn't think it was at all. Well, it's obviously it wasn't apolo- it wasn't an apology really, to be honest. And it wasn't gonna be an apology with it being so late on and after it all happened. Uh it was I would say it's half assed apology. Mm. If mm. I'm being honest. Because it was it, it was kind yeah. of to me, the way I read it, it was kind of like, Well, the fans have took it that way. It wasn't my intention to put it that way. I just that kind of frustrated me even more, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a like I say, it was a half-assed apology, and and if he's done it in German first, then that makes it even worse on him. To be honest, like I say, I didn't even see it in mm. on his Instagram. Can we really mm. call it apology? There was not even a word of sorry or I apologize for my actions being wrong. It was just a statement of why he done it. There was he did say apologize for something, but I can't remember what. I haven't read the statement since the day it came out. I don't remember it even saying I apologise. Like I say, I'd, it was half-assed, so I've read yeah. half-assed. Yeah. Judges, you must have some uh, in-the-know, man, mate, about this uh, Chaka thing, because you put, you put it on a some old <laughs> Arsenal group about that. What, what's all that about, then? To explain the Chaka situation, because something's no, happened. Just, just, I don't know what's happened. Like, only what Fergus had told me earlier on. Um, uh, you know, obviously there's something going on. Um, I've heard that, I've just seen on another group, there's a couple of things being being said now that he's asked for a transfer as well, like, you know, in, in the meeting that he had when he was relieved of the captain's duties, which apparently is going to come out. I'm just reading now that, uh, uh, whether it's, it's only rumours, by the way, he's just saying apparently that he has asked for a transfer as well, like putting a transfer request wow. as well. So wow. whether that is true or not, I don't know. So it could be, could be breaking news, could be a little bit of inside info, but you never know with these sort of things. It's just what people are saying at this moment in time. So, Sorry, so I, lost, he... I lost my connection there for a second. Leah, were you just saying about the stuff I said to you beforehand? About oh, yeah, just saying what you said, but I've just seen on a on a group chat now, someone has actually said the same, confirming that, and saying that he's also asked for a transfer as well. Good. So he's putting a transfer request. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. So... See you later. So I'll imagine what's happened <laughs> is that by looking at it, they've 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 told him that he's not going to be captain no more, and he's counteracted that by saying, "Well, I want to transfer." Then that's what it seems like, anyway. So, oh, Scunny, Scunny, you make me laugh, man. No, see you is later. Is Chaka the new Mustafi for you, mate? <laughs> no, no, no. These are con- different, two different, completely different animals. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and obviously, if that's true, if he's asked for a transfer request, and see you later. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and go. I'm. Not, I am not going to sit here and go. Oh, please don't go. Please don't go. Nah, nah, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, see well, you later. 
what I'm led to believe is that um, Aubameyang is now the first captain um, with alongside Lacazette, Bellerin and Ozil. So they are the four captains. That Ozil. <laughs> They're not going to add one. Is he not going to add one to that? You know, so make it the famous five again. So, you know, <laughs> has he got time? Harsh, to add, has he got time to add another one? <laughs> well, no, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably before not. I... It will be all done, dusted on Saturday. Uh, that that, that may come from me, by the way. That was <laughs> that was my alter ego. Before I got cut off there a second ago, I heard Potsy saying, did you think it was really an apology? Did anybody, welcome Johnny as well, did did, did anybody um, think it was an apology? It was like, I'm sorry, but, did, is that what you thought? I said it was a half-arsed one. Okay. But the, the translation was uh, messed up. The translation may well have been messed up, but why, if you're the captain of Arsenal, do you publish... Uh, uh, a so-called apology. First of all, in German, yes, it's his native uh, tongue, but his, his issue is with Arsenal Football Club and the Arsenal fans within the Emirates Stadium who booed him. Um, he's uh, meant to be the first captain of Arsenal Football Club. Um, and he changed his avatar from uh, an Arsenal shirt to, to, to a Swiss shirt. For me, the guy's just checked out. He's done. Yeah, he shouldn't play for us again. End of. No. no. Is he in the squad tomorrow? Is he in the squad tomorrow? Does anybody know? No one knows yet, I don't think. Well, they've published the cabin squad, but I'll check it out. Um, you, you, you can look at the curse of the, the, the Arsenal captaincy curse. You had Gallas, who was stripped of the, the captain after... He shouldn't um, have been a bloody captain in the first place. <laughs> you had Fabregas from 2008 to 2011, uh, and he was so desperate to leave... He, he wasn't. He wasn't desperate strike. to leave. He went on strike, mate. He didn't go on strike at all. He even took a pay cut to go. Well, he wanted to go back to Barcelona. Yeah, granted, but that's where he was from. That's where he grew up as a kid until he came to Arsenal. So you can understand that. You can forgive Fabregas for that a little bit. It didn't work out for him in Barcelona. At the end, and he was more than happy to come back to the Arsenal. It was us who didn't want. Well, I say us. I'll say Arsene Wenger didn't want him back. So I don't blame Fabregas for that at all. It, it it could be worse. It could be you have a little boy uh, that abandoned uh, us and went to Man United and Percy, who was the captain for 2011, 2012. Right, you don't want and me to swear on this, do you? Like, no, you, I don't. You go, I don't. You go in the round. Having, having the well, captain. Kurt was a mile in a motorcycle, was it? Because was a, well, he was a crybaby, wasn't he? Let's face it. Mm. It's only a curse if you're not captain material. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What makes me laugh at that, though, is half of those players that were selected didn't even play. So you had Arteta yeah. was on the bench. You had Vermaelen who spent most of the time on the bench or injured. You had Mertesack who was on the bench. You've had... Um, then you got to Van Persie and Fabregas, who were the best players at the club site, not along with Henri, so got given it. So since Vieira, we haven't had a proper leader, have we, out of all those players that we've mentioned? No. How many of those were leaders? I can't really name any of them, to be honest. Right. Can I just mention something? You mentioned Arteta there. If I yeah. see one more person, I swear to God, I see one more person saying Arteta for our next manager, I, I will find them and I will cut them. Go on, explain. I'm giving them a big slap backhand. Yeah, it's lovely not, lovely, lovely now, you, Mike. <laughs> I, no, he is not. For a start, people are calling him a legend. He is not a legend. When, when was he a legend at Arsenal? Let's face it. He's a legend at Everton. He's not a legend at Arsenal. 
and he is not a manager or coach material. It's Pep's second, and how much input does he really have? Yeah, that, that, I love this man, Scunny. He's on one. No, he's pet, Pep's pet, isn't he? He is. Uh, he's Pep's pet. Yeah, I agree, Johnny. Thank you. You've put that into a bit better for me. Because, I, I, again, I was nearly swearing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's, we need a proven manager. We need a proven winner. Someone who's not, played not a kind of football we want to see. It's not necessarily want to proven, you know. It, it's more if you're going to go for an Arsenal legend, why not go for Vieira? You know, is is in management now. He he, he can probably you he's know not doing very well. Well, his his manager a niece, isn't he? So it's only the French league, and there's only what one team in that. He can't and, make uh, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. There you go, and <laughs> so and it's like an Arteta is not a legend for a start, and. He's a number two. He's not even he's not even a head coach anyway. So he's got no experience of being a head coach. Tactically, um, the reason why I, I think Emery is, is failing so badly is because his uh, dependable number two that he relied on so much at Sevilla and PSG left before he came to Arsenal. He is now a manager in his own right who's doing very well in Spain. So the actual tactical brains behind uh, the success is gone. So now he's mm. left with what? Mm. Not a lot. Mm. Um, Didn't know that. We've got we've got Aubameyang as a captain. I think Aubameyang, I don't particularly like as a, a forward as a captain normally. I didn't like Henri as a captain in, in the past. I normally prefer being a midfielder or a, a centre-back being, being a captain because they can see what's going on um, and, and they can pass instructions up along the pitch. A midfielder can talk to the manager easier uh, where a forward, you know, they, they seemed a bit more disconnected from um, the main squad. Um the Liverpool game we'll touch on slightly. Uh, I know it's been done to death, but it was a 5-5. But the, the, the thing with the Liverpool game for me, uh, which um, got me more than anything else, was the it was one of three games we've had over this uh, period where we've failed to hang on to a two-goal advantage. And it just proves the weakness in our defence that we've got. Um, Jerome, uh, thoughts on, on, on that briefly? It starts with midfield. As much as defensively we are not the greatest, our midfield is not helping our defence. We know that Bellerin's still to come back fully fit. Yes, he's making it slowly. Holding isn't nowhere near up to pace. We had Mustafi in. I don't think he's as bad as everyone keeps giving him slack for, but not up to full speed. So And Martinez was poor. So it was a hard game to stomach as a whole. Now... In midfields, then what didn't he bring off Torreira again? I'm sure in the Liverpool game, yeah, he brought him off again. So every time we're kind of doing something okay with midfield for once, he changes it and it makes no sense. So I just think Emery's lost it for me when it comes to midfield helping the defense out. He's mm. lost his bottle from, from what everybody thinks. He used to, he used to have a lot of bottle make half time changes that would make a difference. But all the way through the the last 18 games we've had in the Premier League, it's been a poor, poor run of form. From right through the end of last season to the beginning of this season, it's not good enough. A couple of years since he got appointed, knows I've said, look, you've got to give him at least to the end of this year, 
but even I'm saying he's 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 just too poor. He's just showing that he's inept. He's technically naive, yeah. and uh, he shows no grit. He shows no bravery in 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 some of these games, especially in the last two games. Bring it, take it off Tierney when you, we had three centre backs on the pitch, and we could have gone to three at the back with two wing backs with Saka, who's played at left wing back, or we could have taken the game to him, but we decided not to. He was too conservative, just poor. Not good enough. Mm. And uh, what did what what did people make overall of like you know? There's a few people taking the piss out of um, uh, Sabias uh, for missing the penalty. I don't really think you can blame a fella for missing a penalty. It wasn't even that bad a penalty. It was quite close to the corner. It was a mm. really good save, and only one penalty was saved. And let's face it, that's pretty good. And just finishing up on that one before we get into the Wolves game, because the Wolves game is probably the more painful one. The League Cup is probably lower down on our on our Richter scale or, or whatever. But um, d- who did you think shone as a player? Potsy, I'll start Mar- with you up in the <coughs> corner. Martinelli. Martinelli, mate, for me. I don't see what more the lad's got to do to get minutes on the pitch. I thought he could have quite easily had a hat-trick. Um Thought he was outstanding. I also liked Ozil's performance for once. I think Scunny actually put on the group. Who's this number 10 in our midfield? He looks like a different <laughs> player. Uh, so, yeah, those two shone for me. I did like Torreira's performance. Um, but for me, yeah, like Stuart Smith just said there, play Torreira in the right position. We've been saying that for ages, weeks and weeks now, and it just doesn't seem to be happening. Torreira's the furthest one forwards, and it was like that on the weekend. But um, for me, yeah, Martinelli, is, uh, I don't see what more he's got to do. His, his stats prove that he's only played a few games, scored a lot of goals, been contributing in most goals as well, and been involved in the goals as well as setting some up. So I've been a massive fan of this lad, and it proves that perhaps uh, it was the right decision to let Eddie and Ketia go and get some minutes at Leeds because uh, Martinelli's uh, come in and we haven't missed Eddie at all. So, um, yeah, Martinelli for me. Okay. Lee? Yeah, Martinelli for me. Um, you know, I know you just turned around and said that the Wolves game hurt even more. That, that game hurt me um, unbelievably on Wednesday night because there was a team like Liverpool trying to lose the game and we still couldn't beat them. You know what I mean? They didn't even want to get into it because they knew they was in the... Uh, a world club thing that they're going into in December. They didn't even want to win that right. game. And for us to go up there and not, not win it um, was, was unbelievable. So that did hurt me really. Um, the best thing about the night was there was no VAR. I'm going to say that now. I've really enjoyed the game because there weren't no VAR. And um, listen, Martinelli has got to come into this team somewhere along the line with, without a doubt as far as I'm moment, We are like dog walkers with no arms. We just cannot hold yep. on to leads. Just... <laughs> yeah, you're like, what well, I'm late. Yeah. But I've been holding on to that one. Did you get that one from John Malone, Johnny? No, no, no. I, see, I, you wrote I, that I one down. I, I, uh, I can make up my own bad jokes, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, I, I thought, that despite the tactics that they were asked to play, I thought Torreira put in a good shift when he was on the pitch. Um, Martinelli, like you say, he was fantastic. He, he's just showing his youth and grit and his guile and his desire. And he, he gets a bit of leeway from straying from the tactics slightly because he is scoring. But what happens when uh, Emery gets bored of it? 
he's got a track record with falling out with big name stars. He did it with Neymar and he lost and he got kicked out of the club. He's doing it with Ozil, but we're giving him more time. And now we're going to have two of our top so-called names uh, excluded from the squad, potentially. So, <sighs> What did you boys make of uh, Martinez in goal? Because I'm not a fan of this lad, but people are telling me he's great. I, I just haven't seen enough to convince me. And I was really worried about his performance against Victoria. Some of his cr uh, coming for crosses, I was like, oh dear, this guy's not got a clue. And then the other night, it was like, yeah, it proves to me that he is not a number two. I don't rate him. Uh, he's good with his feet. He's a good, sh he's a good shot stopper, but he's a vampire. He hates crosses. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Johnny, how many? Oh, more I thought done? he'd done all right up until that game. I thought he'd, he'd been quite short in the in the games that I'd seen before that, but he had a nightmare. But like you know, wouldn't wouldn't you in front of that defence? You know, I think like the best well, goalkeeper in the world would have a nightmare in front of that defence. You know, that's, that's our second string defence. You know, our first one's comedy act. I don't know what the second one is. You know what I mean? So, I mean as soon as you see that number 20 shirt with Mustafi in front of you, you're going to get nervous. And everybody, well, and everybody else is going to get nervous. That, that was, if you feel like you've got a weak link, all you're going to be thinking about is covering it. Holding was as bad, wasn't he, Johnny? I he didn't have a good... No, but he hasn't been given the minutes since he came back from injury. Everybody else who has come back from injury after him has been given more minutes. Whereas Holding potentially is the stronger long-term player. Can I can I just interact on that one as well? Three of them players are everyone's calling for the first team in that back four. Yeah, that's true. Good three point. of them, were, uh, three of them, yeah. people have been calling for that for, for to come back in that first team. So that's all Mustafi's fault. Is that what you're saying? Jeff? Yeah, I don't, well, I'm not saying it's Mustafi's fault. Oh, I can't stand Mustafi, nah. but oh, it's not all his fault nah. at all. We yeah. know your, your tagline. No. Yeah, everybody knows how much I do not like Mustafi. Don't you like him, Scunny? No, not at all, mate. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, as, as I was saying, saying uh, uh, as I was just about to say, you got you got to look at it as well with that game against Liverpool. That was our second string team uh, and yeah. a few first team players in there as well. Like I said, three of them were at the back and that Liverpool team was pretty much full of their kids. Yes, it was their second string like Origi and <clears throat> who scored goals, uh, scored against us, but we couldn't even beat their kids. The thing is, we had pretty much the same amount of kids they did. What? Who? Apart from Martinelli? Saka. Yeah, but his first team now. He's still a kid. Yeah, but he's his first still team. A kid. He hasn't, his he first hasn't team. Got, no, but he hasn't got a full. He's a first team player. They haven't got a full season under the belt. As first it don't, it don't, yeah, but their first team, team player. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Johnny, they're first team players now. They've been put into our first team. The majority of that yeah. Liverpool squad has first not been put in our players. first team. That's the difference between first name on the sheet. All right, well, that's why I said second. That's why I said second string, barring yeah. the three that are in the back. And all the players that play for Liverpool are pretty much on the in the first team squad. Which ones? Yeah. Apart from Origi, uh, is is it Ketia? I think I can't remember his name now. Ketia, there was none Kate. of that. Uh, there was a Joe Gomez Kevin was the Kater only one in their is back a 50, four. Fifty something million yeah. pound player in their back four. Even their goalkeeper, there was only one player that really would get into their first team, and that was Joe Gomez. Yeah, but it just shows how good their squad is at the minute and the depth. And James squad. Milner. James Milner played. Oh, come on, Milner James Milner scored. The only people that yeah. contributed... James Milner. Come off yeah, it. Yeah, he played. Did he not play? Yeah, he's terrible. He though, he? Come off it. 
and he's, he's, he's aging as well. Mind you, and he's aging. Listen, he played. He played well. In I'm, that I'm, I'm not sticking. I'm not. It was. It was a good team performance. Like I say, Herzl, Sean, and so did Martinelli. I think Bellerin shone a little bit as well. He's he's showing that he's coming back, but he's not ready yet. But the rest of the team, I thought, was terrible. It See, they really I, were. I, I, Apart I, from those three players, I think the rest of that team were terrible. I, I don't think, think Ter- Terea didn't have a great game. Well, yeah, I know he got on the score sheet, but he didn't Mike, have a great Mike, game. Mike, Mike, Mike. Terreira didn't have a, a really good game either. Uh, Nardi Guendouzi in the Wolves game. So, like, no, we look- well, we haven't got to that yet. Well, we are now. So, well, we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Fergus. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit here and stick up for this team. We lost. We couldn't even beat. We, we scored five against Liverpool and still didn't win. I, yeah. and, I'm, and, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you. My, my point was uh, originally while we I didn't want to go on to it too much because it was it's such old news as such. It was the fact that you look at this game, you look at the Wolves game, you look at um, other games that we played recently. That we're all we're, we're, game, we're the we're, game, all yeah, of we're, 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 we're leading and we're just leaking goals left, right, and centre. The afternoon started brightly with Aubameyang standing in for Shaq as captain, as we discussed already, opening the scoring. Uh, for his fiftieth goal with the club, um, while we um, while we're in control against Watford and Palace before uh, capitulating, um, we it wasn't so much the case for the first 15-20 minutes against Wolves. Um, we looked quite uh, we looked um, quite in control. We had quite a lot of opportunities. I was looking about this xG. I'm trying to get into this xG thing. And in the first 15-20 minutes, we had 0.92 uh, xG. Um, which you know, we scored a goal means we're we're actually performing better than our expected goals. Um, we opened the scoring, um, and then Wolves had at least a half a dozen opportunities um, uh, before Ar- Arsenal scored. Uh, it, it, we, we were a bit against the run of the play. Did you did you not think, Jerome? No, I thought that they look at the first we, time, when in the first half. We scored against the run of play for me. I was watching it and more worried that we was going to concede earlier than we did. I felt like we had a few opportunities, but we still on the back foot. I didn't feel comfortable at all. Okay. Lee? Well, I I, I say comfortable. You just always felt that they had a goal in them, Wolves, didn't you? I, I, that's what I felt. But I have to say, I was sitting there, we was 1-0 up, and... I was absolutely bored out of my head. It was the worst. It was a terrible game of football. It was absolutely terrible, like you know. And if the beer, if the beer was free, I'd have been in the bar. You know what I mean? I'm have to say, but um, you're not in the post seats. No, no, not not, not on, is it? You know. So uh, yeah, so I just felt it was disappointing performance yet again. No, nothing's inspiring us at the moment. You know what? What can you take from the game? to think that we're going to win at Leicester. Like, you know, other times you think, oh, we've got this and this game for us or whatever. I just don't see no positives from 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 it at all. And I thought it was an absolute dire game. And, and I'm actually sitting there thinking, oh, look, it's raining. I'm going to get wet when I get out of here. You know what I mean? It's, this, is not, this is not the way it should be. And uh, listen, I know we just spoke about he brought on the left back for the left back. I'm telling you that now. Once they scored, there was only one winner. Like, and it weren't going to be us. We, we he, he looked at that and felt that if he didn't shore that up because they was killing us on the flanks, um, we was going to lose the game, which would have been even worse for him, you know? So I think at the end of the day, Emery there in the 85th minute decided, 
I'm going to take a point. And he won't say that, but that's what it looked like to me with that substitution. So, and that sums it all up. He does have a very, um, is pragmatic the right word? I don't know. I'm Irish, so I can, I'll give an excuse. Uh, is pragmatic the right word in the sense that he's a, a pessimistic sort of approach, a very defensive approach? Uh, I, Eunuch is a better word. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, I, I just I just don't understand his approach. I, I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, um, looking at substitutions and the substitutions, especially the Tierney one for... Kalasniak in the um, second half. Can't even go there, man. Uh, I just thought, like, I'm so confused what the guy's trying to do. I, I don't understand what he's trying to do. I don't think the players understand what he's trying to do. I don't think anybody in the media understands what he's trying to do. Because, you know, I, I think his major failing is he can't get across what he's trying to say tactically wise. You know, this, this is... Wolves, okay, they've not always been in the Premier League for, uh, you know, they've, they've been in, I think, twice in the Premier League uh, uh, this time and, and one previous time. But Wolves were a force back in the 70s and 80s. And that's the last time, you know, we've gone unbeaten against them in league in three games. Sorry, they've gone unbeaten against us in the last three games, um, October 78 and September 79. Arsenal failed to have one single shot on target in the second half of that game. Um, and the, we 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 done everything in the first thirty two minutes, and then we done nothing. We didn't have a shot because we was too busy defending our own goal. We had twenty what twenty five shots on our goal. Yeah, twenty five to ten. Yeah, exactly. So how how do we expect to keep clean sheets when we're allowing so many shots to be peppered against our goalkeepers? It doesn't matter really whether it's what. Starts, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's Martinez, doesn't matter whether it was it, it was bloody holding, covering for a set off keep. It we would concede goals because we're letting them get in on our goal. We're not playing our defensive midfielders in the right position. And this is the same argument, the same point we keep labouring over, Torreya playing too far up the field. That yeah. I I'm playing devil's advocate, I've said before, I can see why. He wants to play him further up the pitch because he can chase and harry and win the ball further up the field, which is what something he said he wants to do. Which, which is fine, Johnny. But when Gwendozi had such a bad game, you know, it was Gwendozi back again. Uh, and uh, it's not surprising because he it's him and Sabayo should be playing further up the pitch. And not exactly, Johnny. Exactly, Johnny. This is what I said. Yeah, Gwendozi's being asked to play there. Look at all the highlight reels of all the last few games. Whenever we've actually got anything, the one against Victoria, where we got the free kick, who is the player pushing forward, driving the ball forward, going at them? Gwendozi. The only player that I can see really driving at players, apart from Pepe because he's trying to prove himself, is Gwendozi consistently pick out the ball and saying, I'm going for this and, and pushing forward. Uh, who yeah. else is doing that? Nobody. It's, it's, it's no good, Gwendozi. He's not. He's not a defensive mid at all. Exactly. Playing him in that position well, is just ridiculous. And that was why he was so bad. That's why he yeah. had a bad game. People were always having a bad game, and he's shocked. Really? Why are you so shocked? This guy's being asked to sit in front of the front floor, and he's not done it before. So why is now all of a sudden he now our defensive midfielder? Granite Chaka was. He's now out the team. So now it's Gwendozi. 
Basically, Torreira is the last cho choice defensive midfield on Unai Emery's list. And I can't see it because that's the only place he played for Sampdoria and the only area in the pitch he plays for Uruguay. So why all of a sudden when he's in an Arsenal shirt, he's fine for it for the first six months of a season. Gets to after Christmas last year and now he's our attacking midfield. I said last night, you don't see Pep Guardiola playing Fernandino in a number 10 or uh, Wijnaldum playing in a number 10 for Liverpool and City. It just doesn't happen. But for us, all of a sudden, Granit Xhaka is now our DM. And Lucas Torreira is our number, uh, our number 10. And uh, that is why we're so unbalanced in midfield. That's why we're leaking goals. That's why our service is so poor to Aubameyang and Lacazette, who again got stick at the weekend, which I find so frustrating because they're saving us every week. And the minute they don't touch the ball for a few minutes, it's, oh, they're dreadful. Absolutely terrible game. Mm. Or try playing in, in, with that midfield and see how much they create for you. Um, well, saying that, well, I thought Mesut Ozil was good. But, um, say again, Ferg? Ozil had to tra track back lo loads. He was back in our... In, yep, was, in, I was just going to mention him, actually. I thought yeah. he actually played well for once, Ozil. I did. I, I did think he was probably our better better midfielder and did actually put a shift in, but um wasn't enough still, was it? Still wasn't enough. Lads, can I ask you, um, I, I couldn't go for family reasons. I got rid of my ticket um, uh, on Saturday. What was the atmosphere like within the ground? Because I know on social media and among chat groups and everything else, it's not pretty good. I, I saw some people were having discussions, let's call it that way, about um, managerial changes and stuff, which we'll touch on in a few minutes um, uh, in the pub before and after. Uh, Johnny, did you did you make it? Because I know you're working funny shifts, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working night shifts. I did set my alarm to wake up at one o'clock, ready to leave, but I slept straight through the first half and woke up half time. Okay, so I couldn't even I couldn't even pass on my ticket. Uh, okay. so I missed the only good part of the game, which is the first 10 minutes, and then had to sit through the dire second half. Well, Lee, uh, how, how did you see it over there, Lee? Yeah, I thought it was very subdued uh, on Saturday, to be honest. Considering it was our first Saturday kickoff at three o'clock as well, first yeah. time of the season, I thought it was going to be you know, one for the fans to look forward to. But I felt it was very subdued. It was very, very down in the in, in the pub before the game, most people were saying that the best we could get was a draw out of it. A few optimistic people. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was um, very lacklustre during the game as well. And, and afterwards, there was an acceptance of that was going to happen as well. So, I thought it was a bit of a, it's just a dull day all round. I think maybe the rugby might have uh, put, kept a few people subdued or they would already had a few beers before the before nine o'clock or ten yeah, o'clock. I don't know. I some, can't explain it. I saw some serious casualties when I went over to I, I went over to watch the um the twelve thirty kickoff in, in my local pub. I saw the second half. I think it was the Man United game. I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, there were some some guys already asleep on on benches <laughs> in <the pubs>. <laughs> <laughs> which was very, 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 very funny. So um listen, uh anybody got anything positive to add about the the Wolves game. Mike, Jerome, you haven't spoken for a few minutes. The best positive that we could Can't have is the it. fact that Ozil was brought back into the squad, into the starting eleven, because we actually had some kind of creativity or somebody trying to do something other than Pep, like we've said, uh, Pepe. You know, do you rate Ozil? As a player, yeah, he should be in our starting eleven. As an Arsenal player? I don't as an Arsenal player, he's done a lot. And I finally feel like for the first time in years, he's actually got some of the best attackers to be playing behind. But he's not actually getting the opportunities to play behind them. Now, I've been saying I want a front three with him behind. I know it sounds absolutely crazy, 
but I'd rather us just go all out for the game. We're, we're going to concede either way, so why are we not trying to attack with a front three of Pepe, Lacazette and Aubameyang with Ozil playing behind them and we just go for it? Because what have we got to lose at the moment? We're not going to get any worse. That's what Man City do. They've got De Bruyne sitting behind their front. They've got Aguero, Sterling and uh, whoever multitude of players they choose to play on the other side. And yet they've got yeah. one of the best creative midfielders in the world who some people say are is on a par or not as good as Ozil in his pump. We haven't seen the best of Ozil for quite some time. So that's why we have a lot of unrest over playing all this money for this fantastic player. But it's like having a, a race car on HP and never getting down to the, the racetrack. You know what I mean? You can't you can't complain about not seeing the best of it when you're just going down at the corner shop for a pint of milk. Do you know since signing uh, six years ago, Ozil has missed 103 games, but he's only had one major injury. Uh, most of his ab- absentees have been explained by illness or minor n- niggles and stuff like that. Um, he obviously missed the season opener against Newcastle um, because of the stuff with him and Kalasniak in the, in, in the um the carjacking and so on. But, you know, I wrote, I got this, some of these facts um, a few weeks ago, which, and we overran, so we didn't, we didn't actually go into it. But I, I do think that Emery's almost like shot himself on the foot a little bit because he's put um, Ozil out in the cold. And we'd been talking in the stands about saying a 50%. And I think uh, when we we're sitting outside the pub the other week, um, Jerome and Dan were saying a 50% effective Ozil is better than what yep. we currently got in the midfield. Um, and But Emery had taken this stand to go, no, I'm not having him. And now he's played him against Liverpool, okay, in a, a lesser competition. And because he played so well against Liverpool, he had no choice but to play him against Wolves. I just, I'm... I'm at a loss. Dan. Can, can I just pick you up from about missing games? Right? Controversy, I'm going to compare him to who we all love, Dennis Bergkamp, right? Not comparable in terms of playing, but he missed games because he didn't want to fly. That it was his so how many games did he miss? And yet he's still a legend. He can contributed. He'd never scored over 20 goals a season. He didn't get as many assists as Ozil did in the, uh, in his best season. So let, let, I still think Bergkamp is probably one of the best players to ever play in the Premier League, let alone to pull on the hollow shirt. But yeah, it's it's confirmation bias. So many people want Ozil to fail, and so many people want him not to be the the, the player that we rely on. That we we see anything like that, and we're like, oh, that's why he he's created more chances than. Um... Aaron Ramsey, he's created more chances than uh, who else? We've got Santi Cazola, uh, uh, Olivier Giroud, Granit Xhaka. Um, and his, um, it, it just, his stats are amazing. His, his stats are absolutely amazing. But, you know, can we, can, if you were given the choice now to get rid of him and keep Aaron Ramsey, who would you have kept? kept uh, Go on. Ramsey. Ramsey. Even Ramsey. though uh, Ramsey's injured again right now, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather have Ramsey because it's no coincidence that as soon as Ramsey was injured at the end of last season, our form dropped off a cliff. 
You, Big you, game we player. haven't replaced that. We haven't replaced that goals. If you look at our goal average at the moment, it's plus one. We because you're relying too much on the front three or the front yeah. two because you can't rely on Pepe at the moment. But we've not got no one coming through and scoring goals from midfield. You know, Aaron would get ten goals a season from there. You know, at, or yeah. or create some from other people. We've got the player that can, who can do that role, and that's Willock. Yeah, but he's not going to play him, is he? No, he's not going to play him in the role because Ramsey, when fit was undroppable because he brought it. I mean, I was one of Aaron Ramsey's biggest critics. I used to say to Fergus at halftime, he's giving the ball away again. He dawdles on it. But then he came into a run of form for the best part of 18 months as he was, everybody knew he was leaving. And he was fantastic. He was undroppable. He was literally the engine room of our team. And we've lost our engine room without using the players that are best suited to take on the role in that position, what we've done instead is change the way that the team is run and it's not working. Big game player as well, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, for me, I wish we would have kept him. Should have uh, should have had the armband on this year as well for me, Aaron Ramsey, if he would have stayed. But shame. But um, I don't think Oz was a big game player, is he? And uh, that's the difference between those two. You know, Aaron Ramsey scores goals at White Hart Lane at Anfield at FA Cup finals. Mesut Ozil uh, doesn't even manage to... Uh, string a couple of passes together. So it's fine if you're at Burnley at home or Sheffield United at home, but when it comes to the Etihad or Old Trafford, Ozil disappears. So always said the same about him and uh, that hasn't changed for me over the six years we've had him. We've got two more fixtures coming up. We are playing tomorrow against Vitoria in Portugal. Trevor was going to try and get on with us, but he, he's having IT issues now and he's just checking into his room. Um, so, uh, yeah, Trevor's out there. Hopefully we'll maybe do something afterwards uh, with him about that. Um, Hashtag but... Trev. <laughs> yeah, Trev's in Portugal. <laughs> um, the uh, Will Ozil uh, feature tomorrow afternoon the game has been played at 10 to 4 in the afternoon because braga who are also a local portuguese side um are playing at home on thursday and europa uefa say that two teams can't play the, uh, at the same time do you see ozil starting out there um what not in the squad. do we see um what sort of he's not in the squad prediction do you think go on who's who's piping up now ozil's not in the squad the squad, not... the, squad, the squads: Leno, Bellerin, Tierney, Socrates, Ceballos, Lacazette, Torreira, Maitland-Niles, Holding, Pepe, Mustafi, Reese Nelson, Martinez, Willock, Guendouzi, Kalasenac, Martinelli, Saka. So, no Aubameyang. No Aubameyang. No Ozil. No Zaka. He's going for a young team. He's going for his young team. He'll go for the young team. Play them again. Uh, What's happened to of us? No Chambers. <laughs> you make me. You make me sound like Aristotle. Lee. <laughs> well, what's his brother? I know his name. Yeah, yeah, know. What's happened to him? Yeah, what? That's a good question. I think he's injured again. Good question. He was playing for the twenty three though the other night, weren't he? I thought he's, he's yeah. busy at home rubbing his groin. He's, he's, he's injured. Come on, someone tell me his name. Mavropanos. Mavro what? Mavropanos. Stavros Flatley. You're all as bad as me, like just call him Dino. <laughs> yeah. He's a bubble, isn't it? Can I say that? <laughs> no. No, no probably not. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Cockney Roman slang if anybody doesn't know, and I'm Irish, so I don't even understand what I've just said. Lee, so. Lee, what was it you called Lee? What was it you called Pepe the other night? Pepsi Light, wasn't it? Yeah, Pepe Light, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Listen, Pepe Light. 
You're talking about Pepe. Why did Sacco come on instead of Pepe? Sacco. Because of the manager, Fergus, like, you know, that, that is it, isn't it? You know, I look at... I look at the, the moment in the team with with Emery. Even t- tomorrow's squad, you know, I'm 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 looking at that, and I, I don't agree with it. You know, like for me, Mesut Ozil should play in that one. I, I don't really, I don't think he should play against Leicester because we, we'd be carrying him because we're not going to have a lot of the ball. That's my opinion. Yeah. So um, it, we're going to get it's, absolutely it's, trounced. Yeah, it's because you just don't know what he's going to do. You know, and he just keep. The substitutions that he made on Saturday were, were, were a joke, you know. And I, I'm going to have to say this game, back to the Wolves game. It puts in Ozil and Sabayas, who are our two best, uh, supposedly most um, players that can create and all that. And we didn't have a shot second half on target, you know. Aubameyang and Lacazette were, were fed on scraps. So it's something fundamentally wrong with the way the team's being set up. If the, the, the players look like they don't want to play for him no more, which is a bad, bad sign. And I look at this game tomorrow. Yes, it's great that we're going to be playing the kids, you know. Um, and then and then we go to Leicester. And if is he going to play this again? What we're going to have is another another uh, defensive structure change because he can't go with that one because that one failed on last week. Every week he keeps changing it, chopping and changing, chopping and changing. How many more times are you going to chop and change before you, you as a board turn around Name and say about eleven? Win, win four. Any game. For any game, I'd go for a back three now. I'd go for a back three. Um, I, I'd, I'd change the midfield player up now and I'd either put in Chambers or or Louise into the holding midfielder, like a defensive-minded midfielder into that role there. I'd, I'd go three, five, two, two, two holding midfielders, one of them being either Chambers and um, uh, Louise and then put Ozil in behind Aubameyang and uh is there or Pepe. That's what I would do. Who's your back three then? So it's Tierney, Bellerin and... I'd go Tierney on one side, Bellerin on the other side. There's your, your wing backs. The, the, the three would be... um Because, we, you know, uh, we haven't really got a choice at the moment. Like, it would it'd probably be David, Louis, Socrates and... um Careful. Holding. Yeah, holding would be the other one. Yeah, so that, that would relieve... <laughs> Phew, forgot about him there. He was going to say and Mustafi, then, uh, wasn't you? Gonna say I was Mustafi. going to say Mustafi, like, you know. I was going to say Mustafi with uh, Arteta as manager, but I thought... You're live again. Something yellow ribbon, please do not swear. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, mate. I'd put, if that happened, I'd put in the headset down and I'm never going to yeah. come back up. Uh, so I, I, I would go... I'll tell you where I'd go. I'd go holding Luis because he can, he can bring the ball out of the back there and, and Socrates. And I'd put Chambers into the middle. I, I would go Sabias. Um, or Ozil in in the whole role, depending who, who you want to go there, and definitely um, uh, Gwendozi would be my box to box midfielder or Willock. So they've got they've they're definitely like so. There's a base, so you know what it's going to be. So if to, if if uh, for instance, I don't know, Gwendozi's got an injury, you know Willock's going to come in there. If Willock's got an injury, you know uh, Gwendozi's going to come in there. Some sort of continuity so you know what's going on. So on the full-backs, for instance, Maitland-Niles would replace Bellerin. On the left, Kolasinac would replace um, Tierney. It's not rocket science, you know what I mean? But what we've got in a minute is... I was going to turn around and say, I, I said this a while ago, um, I think I had to put it in our chat group, that I said I think we should change to a five at the back and have Taney and Bellerin as wing-backs and Louise 
Chambers and Holden in the middle. Now, Louise works better in a three. It worked for him at Chelsea. Mm. Um, I, I think my only difference was would be I'd have in front of them three back foot uh, in front of the three defence. I would have Gwendozi and uh, Torreira. Uh, I think that would be my only difference there. Uh, but the rest of it is fine. But if it's not going well with a back five, with a back three or potentially a back five, we can change that up. We can take one of them centre backs out and bring someone like Pepe, Saka, and then it changes it changes the shape of the uh, the whole team. Then you know yeah. instead of a instead of a five or a three five two, you can change it to a four three three. So we should, we should have a squad. You should be able to name eight out of eleven consistently. Without yeah, fail, right and having, uh, it doesn't matter what tactics we have. Those three flex from a three at the back to a four at the back. We need to have the chemistry, the consistency in order yeah. to get for them to get used to playing with each other. You can't keep chopping and changing, chopping and changing, like Lee said, and expect <laughs> to have fluidity and chemistry like the better teams have. You look at Leicester; they've had the consistency, even with their defensive problems they've had with the injuries they're still playing better because those players are used to playing with each other can i ask one question can i ask one sorry james this is can i ask one question do you think the europa league is messing us up where we're swapping and changing like if it was the champions league if you have a look Mm. at the other big teams they're only chopping one or two players we're chopping the whole lot do you think that maybe if we was playing champions league or we were playing a little bit consistent do you know what i'm saying like playing what did Wenger do in that situation? Did we have our core eight and then just rotate a few for the Champions League and, and, and Premier League? In the, in the ones that were important, he did. I don't, think it ma- it, I don't think it matters what anything what Wenger did, to be honest with you, uh, because he's gone now. I think it's my words out. I'm like you. Um, no, no, Mike. I'm, 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 now, I'm, I'm just going to answer this question. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't think it should matter if you're in the Europa League or you're in the Champions League. Like Johnny said, I think you should have that core and then yeah, them core should keep playing potentially week in, week out or every other game or at least. Maybe changing one or two of them every now and again just to keep them rotated and keep them, you know what I mean, Probably keep them fit. Make it more relevant, then what does Klopp do? What does lampard what, what do what do other managers do i was only using most, yeah. for the relation the most successful player uh managers do exactly that you look at liverpool you know you can you can right now you can name at least seven or eight of their starting 11 for any big game and they've got enough uh depth in certain positions i can name our ideal eight or seven or eight core players easily but the pro- person who should be doing it isn't. That's the problem. Every every guy, girl in the stands can say, we want Leno, we want Bellerin, we want Tierney, we want Granduzzi, we want Torreya, we want Aubameyang, we want Lacazette, we want Pepe. Johnny, Johnny there's probably 75-80% of the, the fan base who have now come to the conclusion, no matter how much they want to be uh, loyal, uh, supportive, uh, and, and everything else to Unai Emery, um, there's been people calling from his head from day one. Um, but I think, uh, I know Lee, Jerome, are you turned yet? Yeah, I think yeah. the last couple of weeks have turned me, unfortunately. I am, he's confused me with, like I say, decisions on the day again, starting 11s. I'm, I can't defend him anymore. 
and Mike, I know you're turned, Johnny, and you're turning. Every, everyone's turning um, because uh, there was somebody in the chat group come along and said, um, you know that there's, you look at there's nine players that are, uh, you go, oh, yeah, that's a good lineup. And then there's two players that you go, bloody hell, what, what, what's nearly, um, the bloody hell, um, you know, wh wh why is he doing that? The, the, the question is not about Emery anymore. The question about is, what next? Who who else do you think, or who do you want to see in that hot seat? Because I think Leicester, if like, we done this two weeks ago, um, after the or two three weeks ago after the international break, we had um, we're going into the Sheffield game on the Monday night, and we're moaning about them as we had no football for two weekends, and we went, okay, yeah, Sheffield, we should get a result. Worst ways we get a draw, we get beat. Um, we then get Palace. We get a draw. Yes, we should have won the game, but I don't think we deserve to win the game. Uh, we've got Wolves. Um, I don't think we deserve to draw either against Wolves. And now, um, uh, and now we go going to Leicester, and Leicester on huge form, huge form. Oh, just to confirm, uh, we were right. Our sources are right. Shaka has been stripped of the captain captaincy. So you heard it on guns and yellow ribbons first, remember? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we heard that first, didn't we? Like, you know what I mean? So well done, yeah. Fergus. Well done. But but um, you know, who who do you want to see? Who do you want to see replace Emery? Do you want not Emery to be someone? I don't mind as long as they can sort out defensive duties. That has to be the first thing we need to be worrying about. Mourinho? No, not Mourinho. <laughs> no. Not even in a joking manner, not Mourinho. No. No. If someone says Arteta, I'm going to backhand them. I, I still think I still think we should go all out and try and get Brendan Rodgers. I said no, it. That, yeah, right, I'm with you. Me. I am totally with you, Johnny, on that one. Totally. I said that when Wendell was on his way out. That ship sailed. He's not leaving Leicester. Yeah, he won't now, no, but I still think we should yeah. just go to him and say... I, 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 think he, I think he would. I think he would leave. I think he would leave Leicester. For, for, he left Not Celtic for Leicester. He'd leave, he'd leave Leicester for £2 million pound a year at, at, at Leicester. He's going to be getting paid... Emery's getting on £6 million pound a year, so... And he's got know. no cojones. The thing is, though, it's not, it's not about whether he would leave for the bigger club. At the end of the day, they've won the league in 2015. They're in a better league position than us now. They've got a, be a better uh, squad cohesion and they're playing in better form. They're more likely yeah. to finish in the top four than us. So why would he leave a potentially Champions League uh, 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 playing team for us? Exactly. I'll answer, I'll, I'll answer that, Johnny. I'll answer that with, with, um, with uh, Harry Maguire. Same position, same same everything else. As from a player's point of view, Leicester still left to go to Man United because they're a bigger club, and it's as simple as that. You know what I mean? If the opportunity comes, it don't come off very often, and I, I, I believe that he would he would go. I, I, I really do. And the thing is, is I, I I don't think that'd be the question. I think it's if the ball would would be decisive enough to do that. You know, I, I'm I'm going to say this now: if Arsenal lose to to Leicester. On Saturday, and on by Monday they've not sacked, um, and 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 Emery's still manager. Then um, I'm not going to be going for, after Emery no more. I'll be going after that ball because that just shows that they've got no well ambition said, for the football well club. Said, yeah. Well yeah. said. We've oh, said about oh. this. Are the are the board ruthless? Are they weak? 
We'll find out after Saturday's result. In fact, we will find out after Saturday's sure. result. In, yeah, in, all fairness, say, uh, in all fairness to the board at the minute, I don't know if Fergus was just about to say the same thing, but they just sacked eight people. Yeah. Steve Morrow, uh, one of them as well. Yeah. And a lot of them was in, in the um, scouting network that was let go. Yeah, I did see that. So you can see that there's a, there's a definite shift in the way that we're going to be recruiting players. You've got uh, Uncle Raul coming in and he's doing it through connections then rather than our studious scouting network that we were so reliant on in the past but we had the biggest scouting network in europe we were leading the way when that wenger came in he put all those feelers out now we don't need it as much because there are other resources so so it's so, a prudent move so there are changes afoot um, obviously, those eight people getting um, getting the the, the boot, uh, whether you agree with it or not. But one guy who is he he's not long for here. There's no way Emery is going to make Christmas. I don't think he'll make the Leicester game because I've not even gone into the Leicester game to, to in too much detail because I don't think any of us are confident of anything more than maybe a draw. Anybody? A, any anybody? <laughs> <A> draw. <laughs> That's what, what I mean. are you drinking tonight? I'm just trying to be, uh, you know, say realistically, that's Optimistic. the best. That's the best. Well, just, just saying about just before we go on to that, like, don't you think how poor that the club's being managed that it's taken nine days or ten days now for them to do what they should have done the first day about the Shaka thing? Yeah, you know yes, I mean? mate. So it bad. shows you how the, poor the yeah. club has been run. And what they do... What the club do and the board do is sack someone from the youth team over it. You know what I mean? Come on. It's, it's just the club is, is weak. It's a circus. From top it's a circus. And a club, I would say, a legend. He's, well, he's definitely in folklore in Marrow, you know. So, so yeah, what, well, what's he done wrong? What's nothing, he done wrong? Nothing. Circus. He's, he's going to be really good at his job. Has he, 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 he gone up to. Is he, I don't <laughs> see him on the touchline turning around to. Uh, Emery and saying, I tell you what, what's a good idea? Tell Torreira to play wherever he wants. That's a good move. I don't see him doing that. But he I see it, this yeah. clown doing it every every week. I've seen Torreira come into the side. I don't even, uh, I don't know where he should be playing. And the ball are allowing this to go on week in, week out. <clears throat> and well, now the they're, board, they're getting rid of, they're, getting, they're so ruthless, our football club. They're getting put rid of people behind the scenes. Get rid of the proper, the, what, what is wrong with the club. And get and, and start doing their jobs properly because if they don't do it properly, you know we're, we're all here, all of us to us, we're all loyal Arsenal fans. And I tell you what, like, I'll, I'll, I'll lay a hundred pound down here now, and not one of you is going to say that we're going to beat Leicester on Saturday. The Arsenal Football no. Club. No, nope. that's how bad it is. I'm a bit skintly. I reckon we win one nil. <laughs> You've got to give me 200 if it don't I'll tell you like you know I mean? right. A quick, quick round Robin Who wants um, a caretaker And a manager maybe in January And uh, Who If you want Who do you want to replace I know Richard mentioned earlier about having Allegri But the issue we've got in my view With um, Unai Emery He's not up to the grade, unfortunately, but also his language and communication skills are that poor um, that he can't get his his message across. And therefore, um, Allegri doesn't speak English and refuses to learn English. I don't think we can go down that route again, as much as you might yeah. have a good True. track record. I don't want... I don't want a, a, a. I want a young coach, so I'm going to say that I want Nagelsmann from Leipzig. That's oh, my pick. Git, that's what I was going to say. 
Go on, that's two so, for Nagelsmann. Thing is, though, we won't get our, the, our first choice pick until the end of the season because all the top yeah. choice picks are going to be in clubs in better positions, likely to. So then, Johnny, do we do we stick with Freddie till the end of the season? I think if if you let if you let Emery go, uh, JCC goes with him, and uh, I think about three or four others go. So the disruption is quite big. So personally, I would let him go after Leicester and then have the international break to regroup and then hit the ground running with someone like Freddie. Go for a Vieira. Honestly, I think getting Vieira would be a good choice. But I think it might kind of punch his ticket a bit in that we kind of bring him in. He might not do that great because he's got to turn a very large ship around. Uh, That's just his half turn, though, isn't it? Because if you think about the... Not tactically, where it matters. In terms of corporately, yes. Corporately, we've moved. Don't you think that we could just... If you get somebody who's more tactically astute and also able to communicate their message across, that it should be a couple of... Like a week or so, the international break, you say, a week or so of some drilling and training... And away we go. You did see the change when Unai first came in, the, like the training intensity came up and the pressing and everything else. New manager bounce. That's it, isn't it? That's Fergus. Every new manager gets. Fergus, can I just bring a comment up and just see what you boys think of this? Because that yeah, was a yeah, really yeah. good good comment from me. Uh, someone mentioned this to me yesterday. Eddie what Howell, do we think? Yeah, Eddie Powell would be a great acquisition. Yeah, I, he I needs time. He's he's yeah another another manager yeah. who need to be brought oh. in in the summer. So I personally I would say bring in someone like Terry who's out of work at the moment. Bring him in as a caretaker with Freddie, and bring in uh, Burkamp who said he wants to come in as a coach and have that Arsenal concentrated uh, ethos come back into the club and right the ship for a short time. To the end of the season, yeah. and reassess. Can I be ruthless? Can I be ruthless? Right, this is how I do it. Like you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until tomorrow. See what happens tomorrow, right? But I I, I would do it before the Leicester game because we're all six of all six of us are here sitting here saying we ain't gonna beat Leicester. So like, why why wait? Get somebody in there. Get Freddie in there. We might get a, yeah, we might get a win because we might be rejuvenated or whatever. Um, with Freddie just going in there temporary, I'm, I'm, I'm with Johnny. Like, I think that you've got to go for their first choice. Now, if that first choice we have to wait for, you know, be, but I would, I would be looking at Brendan Rodgers, uh, uh, definitely a Patrick Vieira to give us the um, feel good factor. Also, like, you know, what one thing that I've not liked about Emery from, from, from a personal point of view, not, I'm not having a game when I say this, is I've got no loyalty towards him, I've got no feelings towards the man. Right, if Patrick Patrick Vieira come in, if they if it weren't going too bad, I'd still have. Oh, I love Patrick. Oh, I've, please, please let it happen, let it work. And I feel that the fans have, have got no loyalty to this man. Yeah. And it just is that just, not a good we thing, just though, on board. Is that not uh, a good it, thing? Well, it is, and it ain't because I tell you why. Because I, I I was like like everybody else. I'll give him a give him the first season, give him give him the season because I felt that he, he deserved that and whatever. But soon as I realised that he weren't the man for it, I don't, I don't. It doesn't mean nothing to me no more. I want him out as soon as possible because and and it's got I've got no feelings towards it, and I do feel a bit bad about that. But that's how I feel. You know what I mean? I always always 
when Arson Wenger was it was all going wrong with Arson Wenger, there was half of me saying, "Please, Arson, do, do, do get it right." I've just got it's not going to happen with this manager. I've got no feelings towards it. Get rid. I do it before um before Leicester to give us a chance of winning at Leicester because at this moment in time, under this manager, we've got no chance of winning on Saturday. Can I, so if it isn't, isn't going to be. If it isn't going to be an an ex-Arsenal player, so no Vieira, no Arteta, no Henri, no Freddie, me and Johnny would go Nagelsmann. Lee, you'd go Brendan Rodgers. Jerome, yep. Scunny? I don't see what's wrong with Ooh. Nuno Santo at Wolves. Yeah, it's good chat. Good chat. Yeah. Good chat. Very good he's chat. Done, yeah. He's doing nothing wrong job. there. Very good chat. Nagelsmann, Rodgers... Uh, Gomez, they're all good shouts. But what yeah. we've got to realise is that there's going to be moves behind the scenes right now. We've got Don Raul, Edu, they're all doing little moves. They're, they're uh, sounding out play uh, people who would come in. So we have to give them time to do that. Was he, was he there? I, I don't know this, but was, was he there when Luis Enrique was a manager of Barcelona? Does anybody yeah. know that? Or I think or, he was, yeah. If he was, you know, he's available. It may be that he goes for someone that he knows. I don't know. I'm just putting him out well, there. Like, wasn't you know? it wages before that happened? That the reason that fell through with Enrique? Well, I, I think if if Arsenal can't recruit a manager through wages, you know, I mean, like, I think that we all should yeah, get out, get out now and burn down the Emirates. As simple as that. Like, that's <laughs> what I feel we should do. Jerome, every every Arsenal fan taking a lighter on on the next home game. <laughs> Jerome, Listen, what do you reckon for the manager? Just quickly. To be honest, I'm happy with Nuno. Um, Nuno from Wolves. Yeah, you know what? That's okay. not a bad shout. That's um, good previously, good previously, I was. I, I think I joked around with you, Dan, before and said, you know what? I wanted someone who was just going to assure my defence. And I even said that I wanted, um, what's his name, Dan at Burnley, Sean Dyche, because we felt like we needed someone who's actually going to teach us to defend. For years, we haven't been had no one to teach to defend and hold a 1-0 lead. That's what Burnley been doing to a lot of teams for a long you time. You want the Royal Dash? Yeah. To be oh, honest, at man. one point I did because I was happy to see one nil. You know, if you ever if you ever go to Burnley, yeah, I was just about to say if you ever go to Burnley, you'll drive past. You'll literally will drive past a pub, and it'll have on it a massive picture sign that they have outside pubs, and it's it's Sean Dash with a crown on his head, and it is actually called the Royal Dash. <laughs> it's, it's the most funniest thing we've ever seen in my life. Lads, no, but for me, it was it, it took me back to being young again. Of being, you know, under George, we was one nil to the Arsenal, two one at most. It was it was one of those things, and that's what I missed about us. We didn't have no steel at the back. That when we went one nil up, like we say, we're gonna concede. And I wanted somebody who's gonna come in. Not maybe it wasn't a long term project in my head, but it was somebody that was gonna come in and help our defense build something all over again, which is something we wanted. But in reality, Nuno was probably one of the best shouts I've heard in ages to be honest, but that's not going to happen till next year. So I don't want any caretaker managers, anything like that in January, because I feel we're going to be for too far gone if we wait till January to do anything. Like Lee said, do it this week. Hmm. I agree. I agree. Listen, let's get a little bit more cheerful. Uh, we have got old man Trevor, Hilsey Gooner, uh, all the way out in... What's, <laughs> it, what's the name Trev. of the town you're in? Where are you? You're in Portugal. Hello, boys. Can you hear me? Because you're on my iPhone. Oh, Trev, oh, Halloween was Thursday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Am I like that? <laughs> Trev, you're looking boys. good, I'm son. Drunk. You're looking good. I'm drunk, boys. We've had a few beers. It's one euro a bottle. We're in Guimara's. Uh, 
I don't care about the manager. I don't care about the players. It's a proper away trip, isn't it? European away, so I'm drunk and I'm with me lad and, yeah, we're having fun. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. How are you doing, boys, anyway? I've not heard any of it, so I don't know what you've been talking about. We, we, we're all just saying Emery for another four years and, and Shaq to be made permanent captain for 15 more years. You couldn't agree with that more, yeah. Give him a That slag is bloody strong, isn't it? <laughs> no. You're no. Like there, you what, mate? What's the atmosphere out there like? Uh, I don't know. I've not left the hotel. I've been in the bar. That is brilliant. <laughs> I tell you what, we, we waited an hour and eight minutes to get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about going outside? Just go to the bar. Why not? Oh, dear. But listen, you, you have me listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, uh, Trevor. I'm hoping that you're going to send us some footage that we can uh, uh, all see over the next couple of days of the boys in the bars and at, at the stadium. I'll, I'll do some FaceTime with you and stuff. Um, you have been listening to Gun, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Uh, Johnny had to go because he's um, got, got to work in about 10 minutes. So he, he, he's, he's thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Jerome, I hope you enjoyed your uh, debut. I definitely did. Hope to be back. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I hope you ain't going to get in the bar for a shower. My God. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can tell him. Uh... Oh, still recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, this is cold. Oh, Trev, this is brilliant. This is. I really need to apologise to everybody who's listening on audio, but you got to get on YouTube. This is hilarious. <laughs> I can't find my room key, boys. Fuck. Oh, my God. Hey, oh. if, if you can still hear me up the arse, yeah, I'm going down the bar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your room key. Thanks for making the effort. I'm glad you were able to move, uh, work your phone. <laughs> Boys, good I love you all. How the fuck do I put this phone down? <laughs> <laughs> You're live on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, please do not swear. <laughs> no Thank you very much. You're, you're, you're one of our more long-standing guests, so like you know, it's been me and you more or less uh, all the way, especially on the video stuff. And then uh, Potsy Lee, as always, thank you very much. I do appreciate you. I hope you, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, that's not Emery's team talk. That was tomorrow night, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I could understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.